I want to welcome you one more time to the PVM um, uh, Retreat 2020. Usually this retreat was supposed to take place at Birmingham Metropole, where we held it every year. But however, what has happened is that uh, everybody is aware of the COVID issue. And because of that, all the hospitality industry were shut down. And so Birmingham Metropole had to cancel the program. But we would not accept that the program that God has ordained be canceled because God has purpose for every ordination. And so we decided that as God has turned the heart of the church more into social media used to reach the whole world, which every one of us have been using the social media since the lockdown mm -hmm. for our services, we decided that this very time as well, the prophetic voice ministers retreat this will continue, but on social media. We would have held some of it in the, in the cathedral, but we thought that it is, we would better reach everybody, especially those who are joining us from uh, Asia, like India, like Singapore, like uh, Nigeria, and other African countries, to South Africa, and United States, Canada, and the rest of Europe. We'll be able to come under the same platform. And we can see ourselves in Zoom. And others who cannot, maybe if the, your broadband is low in your area, you can connect us through the free conference call. And those of you who are, you know, unable to connect by Zoom as well, for broadband, whatever issue, you can connect by YouTube. But I want to say that you are all classically welcome. I want us to give our heart that God is about to unleash in this meeting. We understand that we are driven by Holy Spirit, not by technology, and we are driven by the Holy Spirit, and He will take care of the airwaves. But at this time that we start our prayer program, I want to tell you, I have this from the Lord. The angels of the Lord that is positioned with everyone across the globe from this hour will be charged by the power of the Holy Spirit so that the prayers you are praying and the words you are speaking and the message you will hear and the declarations God will give, prophetic insight, knowledge, word of knowledge, it will be so timely, it will be by the Holy Spirit, and you will experience the glory of God right there where you are. Whether you are working, connecting to us or you are in your home, you will encounter the glory of the Lord, even as this service continues. All right, I want to introduce the First Minister, Reverend Abiodun Pokwola. Amen. Thank yes. you, sir. Go ahead, Pastor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Tonight, from today, these four days, it shall be approaching the throne of grace from tonight on. I want us to continue to welcome the Lord tonight, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to take his place in this four-day event in the name of Jesus. Let us ask him to grant us mercy and grace in all our churches and ministry all over the world. For all of us that are gathering tonight in the name of Jesus, let us ask him to grant us mercy and grace to favor us in our world today. 
to send help to us in the name of Jesus from our nations to send help to us that will that, that that will help each each one of us even as we face the uncertainty in the world. Let us commit tonight and the rest of the of the week into the hands of God. Let's begin to lift up our voices to the Lord in the name of Jesus. He is the King of Kings, is the Lord of Lords, He is the Father of mercies, is the God of all comfort. Even as we call on call out unto him tonight, he will hear our prayer in the name of Jesus. He will answer your prayer as you are praying. Let's ask for help. Let's ask for help from him to help our churches, to help our nations, to help our ministry. We are going to hear word from him to, from tonight on. The word that is going to challenge us, the word that is going to prepare us for the next level in the name of Jesus. Let's cry out unto him. Let's cry out unto him. Yes, Lord, we call upon you in the name of Jesus. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. In the name of Jesus, show us your mercy tonight. In the name of Jesus, we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Thank you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. In Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, it says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the earth to make himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect or loyal towards him. No one shall be outside God's radar tonight. Wherever you are, you will not be outside of God's radar. In the name of Jesus, let's pray that God, God will show all you, will show you His favor, will show you His mercy, will show you His kindness. Even from tonight in this program, in the name of Jesus, your coming shall not be in vain. In the name of Jesus, the Lord God Almighty will help you in the name of Jesus. Lord will bless you. Lord will bless you. Lord will bless you. Lord, we give you praise, O God. We give you praise. Let's ask him, Lord, give us loyal hearts. Give us loyal hearts in the name of Jesus. Even as leaders of churches, give us loyal hearts. Oh God, tonight, oh God, let our hearts be touched by you. Let our hearts be touched by you, oh God. Lord, we pray for even for the ministers, those that will speak, oh God. Lord, you use them, oh God, as vessels of honor, channels of your blessing to touch us at every point of our lives, oh God. Even in this retreat 2020, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Thank you, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Over to you, sir. Pastor, may salami, please. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, Luke chapter 10 and verse 38 to 42 has the story of um, Mary and Martha, or Martha and Mary, however we choose to say. And in this story, Jesus was visiting the home of Mary and Martha. And we are told in this story, in verse 40, that Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came in to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things. A few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And that which Mary chose was to not be distracted, but to sit at the feet of Jesus. Um, she can cook anytime. She can do 
very, those things that matter was doing can be done anytime. But the privilege of sitting at the feet of the master was one that came possibly twice in a lifetime for them, maybe in some cases, never at all. And so here we are, the privilege of this conference, that God has gathered us together, the privilege of being able to continue this on Zoom. However, with that privilege comes so many other things. As some of you have been running your meetings on Zoom, we know what the dangers are. And that one of those key dangers is distraction. And so this evening, I want us to pray and take authority over every form of distraction as we're all in our different homes and in our comfort zone, but that we should not be distracted from that which God wants to do in our lives this week. Take authority over every demonic, whatever kind of distraction it is, demonic, social social distraction, personal distraction, family distraction, whatever may seek to erode our, 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 uh, the impact of this retreat upon our lives and ministry. Let us come against it in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, we thank you because we know that this retreat of God is a singular opportunity that you give us the prophetic uh, voice ministers fellowship to gather each year at your feet with your apostles, oh God, teaching us, bringing us, oh God, fresh revelation from the throne of God. And we thank you for that opportunity. And we lift up our voices, Father God, to pray that even in this season, this week, oh God, that we will be so you know, no, focused on what you are about to do. That we will not allow any form of distraction, no matter where that distraction is coming from. And we take authority over any form that the enemy may seek to raise. This enemy of all that is good, we take authority over you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we take authority even over the situations in our homes. And we say peace shall reign in our homes. That our children shall be at peace. And that nothing shall in by enemies hinder us from soaking up all that God has prepared for us this week. Father, we say, have your way in every home. May the spirit of Jesus Christ fill the atmosphere of every home and everyone that is connected, oh God, to this meeting throughout this week. And Lord, our God, I pray that we ourselves will resolve within our heart as Mary did, oh God, to sit and not allow anything to distract us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Our second prayer, our second prayer is this. Actually, I'm taking this prayer from a, a very old hymn um, that some of us have sung in church. And that hymn is, is, is Master, speak thy servant here. I love this hymn so much. And tonight we want to hear the, the voice of Almighty God speak to us, not just tonight, tonight, tomorrow, and right to Thursday. We want to hear him. And there's a, a verse uh, uh, in that song that is so special to me. He said, speak to me by name, O Master. Our prayer tonight is God. Speak to each one of us in the many things that are going yes. to come through this week. May yes. each one hear the Father calling, this is yours. Take yes. this and run with it. As it was that the Master was calling the little boy somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. May we yes. recognize the voice of the Almighty yes. from the many speaking that it is going to come out. This week yes. shall we pray. Master, speak to me. Speak to each one of us, for God. By name, Lord, let me hear you. Let me know distinctly that this phrase is for me. This word is for me. This is to help my appointment. To help the offer to fulfill my let nothing open, darken my ears, or open 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 my ears
Sag, will you now take us in the next prayer, please? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Prayer from the book of Matthew, chapter 12 to 14. And I'll take my prayer. The Bible says, Jesus left the temple and he was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call to his attention on the building. He said, do you see all these things? He asked, truly I tell you, not what stood here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Verse 3. And Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And verse 4 says, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. That's one of my prayer points. The second one, I read from verse 12. It says, and because of the increase of the wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and the end will come. I know we all believe that we are at the time of revival, as our Father in the Lord has told us. The prayer I want us to pray is that that scripture says, watch it, that no one deceive you. And it says in the next part of it, it says, but one who stands firm to the end will be saved. I want us to pray for the entire body of Christ for such a time as this. It's a time of revival. We pray for the entire body of Christ. We pray for members in churches that they, 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 every spirit of deception will not, be, will not have any manipulation upon all the believers in every churches. And we're going to pray that the Lord will enable each and every one of us to stand. Verse 13 says, but the one who stands friend to the end will be saved. We're going to pray that the Lord will use us, that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached and that during this, during this four days convention, we will be transformed, we will be renewed in preparation for the revival. Let's lift up our voice and let us pray. Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, eternal God of glory, that, Lord, we pray against every spirit of deception, against every spirit of deception that is coming from the devil. We pray against it, O oh Lord, at such a time as this, in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord God, Father, that you will uphold everyone, O oh Lord, uphold every members of every churches, uphold each and every one of us, that we can be able to stand. The Bible says, and to those who stand to the end, that the Lord we affirm us, the Lord we uphold us, that we pray that at such a time as this, during this revival, that the Lord Almighty will revive us. The Lord Almighty will renew us. The Lord Almighty will strengthen us. The Lord Almighty will give us new, 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 new inclination from the word that we will receive from tonight. That these four days of, these four days of PVM retreat will make a turnaround in every areas of our life. It will make a difference in our life. It will equip us more. 
for this revival, this end time revival, to enable us to know the part that the Lord Almighty has called each and every one of us. And the Lord Almighty will uphold his church. He said, watch it that no one deceive us. Every spirit of deception, Lord, we pray against it, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that the name of the Lord Almighty will be glorified. Let this, let this, let this program, O oh Lord, let it be a great time of turnaround for each and every one of us. Let it be a time, O oh Lord, that the name of the Lord will be glorified. Let it be a time, O oh Lord, God, Father, that everything that we need to know, O oh Lord, you will equip us more than we have ever been known. That your name, O oh Lord God, will be glorified. In Jesus' only and anointed name we are praying. Amen. I take my second prayer from the book of Psalm 85. Psalm 85. In Psalm 85, I read verse 6 of Psalm 85. In Psalm 85, verse 6, the Bible says, it says, restore us again, God our Savior. Verse 4, and put away your displeasure towards us. He says, will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? And verse 6 says, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? This PBM retreat will bring us a complete revival. Yeah. It will revive us completely so that that which God has in plan for such a time as this, that we are soldiers that the Lord will prepare. The Lord will prepare us as a vessel for this end time. That the Lord will revive everyone in the body of Christ and even those who will be coming. He said, will you not revive us again? That everyone that will come from the throne of grace in these four days will revive every aspect of our life. Heaven shall be opened upon us and the word of God will come afresh unto us that we make a difference in every area of our life. Let's lift up our voice and let us pray. Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our God, we thank you for we have come to the time of revival. After COVID-19, Father, is to be is that its revival is to take place. And so, Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you will revive each and every one of us who are taking our stand, O oh Lord God, and equip us and refresh us and make us, O oh Lord, to be what you have ordained us to be. Revive our innermost being, O oh Lord God, that at such a time as this, during this body, your word that will come from the throne of grace, it will make a difference in every area of our life, that your name, O oh Lord God, will be glorified. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, I have prayed. Amen. Well, you are very welcome um, to tonight's uh, meeting. I feel very much in my spirit to lean into prophetic, you know, that teaching the word of God. However, I want to give you a brief information which I will work within time, maybe within 15, 20 minutes, and then we are going to, we are going to go into prophetic and close. Now, this meeting will give direction concerning the years to come. Amen. In this meeting, we will hear the voice of the Lord. We will have open vision. We will have open visions and we will have ability to see trans. I want everyone both ministers and senior leaders and you know uh, members who are in a senior capacity in various church to know this that association brings transparent adoption 
Because Samuel lay hands on Saul, Saul prophesied. Because the elders were associated with Moses, the Lord took out the spirit upon Moses and put upon them and the function in prophetic. Now, the same thing you will see in relationship with Elijah, Elisha, Moses, and Joshua, on and on like that. But you see, what you can get in this meeting is determined by you. As for God, there's no end to what you can get. But the condition of your heart and your human mind in this meeting, let me tell you this. Let everybody guard their mind and their heart so that your heart is focused. One of the leaders led you in prayer to that. So that this is not, when, when you have church meetings and you are doing it from home, you must know this. The concentration God expects if you are in the church is the concentration God expects if you are doing it in the home. If you, by any way, allow the environment to get you into unserious attitude with God, may Satan not have his way with you. You lost God. Because God is a very jealous God. God does not want uh, any service that is wishy-washy. God does not want people to, you know, come before him in pretense. If you do not meet your heart to God, you cannot get anything from God. Know that for sure. So, understand that what has happened to you is that God has brought church into your house. And in the, during the period of the meeting, understand this, that God expects you the same discipline, sanctimony that you have in the building. Because your house has become the battle of God. One of the things that the devil does to mankind is to detract the attention of people just by seconds before the manifestation that will get to you. And then you miss it. An angel will take it back. And so I want everyone to be very, very conscious of this and know that we are in the presence of the Most High God. If there is anything that is of God's concern ever, I believe is this generation. This generation in the sense that this is the last generation upon the face of the earth. It is this generation that will usher in the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is in this generation that the revival that has been prophesied over 6,000 years will come to future. Of course, has God spoken about these years? That God used in the last century from 1906 beginning from Persimmon in, in um, Azusa Street, to all the offspring that came out of, this, of, the, of the revival till this time, to Kenneth Hagin and the rest of them, T.L. Osborne and all stuff till now. And then in the United Kingdom, which we saw people like Wigglesworth and the rest of them in Nigeria, where we saw people like Pastor Dio, Dubanjo, and uh, Apostle Joseph Ababala, they all spoke, including Catherine Coleman, concerning this century. And all of them never talked to one another. They never met one another. They said that a revival is coming in this century. It is not their time, they said. Even I remember one of the discussions Mr. Summerall spoke concerning Kennedy, uh, 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 Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth. He said, Smith Wigglesworth said, come, young man, let me lay hands on you. And he said, I'm going, I'm going. There's a revival coming. I will not see it, but you will see the beginning. I will not see it, but you will see it. 
And he began to speak about this revival that will begin in the time of uh, when he was growing older. And it will now see over to this generation. And in this very century, how God will sweep the nation with power and grace. And let me say something to you. I spoke about all this because you need to know that prophecy is not uh, a bombshell. God will raise prophets, raise and they will speak, and God, God will raise others who will have the understanding and, and go further in details of the revelation. I have been taken to heaven a number of times, and the Lord has told me specifically that we are right at the beginning of that end time revival. And I announced it to you last year, I announced it to you this, this very year, and God said to me that I'll be plagued, then there will be economic depression, terrible one, and then there will be revival. And so, and I, I recently began to listen to a few other ministers, people like myself, who have encounters with Jesus, and Jesus took to heaven. And I was shocked that the same thing Jesus told me, he told them, ex exactly the same. But he spoke to each one of us in different angles, different dimensions, and he, he, he revealed, you know, uh, he used different things to reveal to us, but he spoke the same word. So therefore, I want every one of you who have been who, who has privileged to be in this conference and be throughout to get ready for an impartation that we, that we, you know, I will say that it will shoot you to the higher plane that God has ordained for this very season. And that's the reason why in my heart I love to speak more about your partners, your unseen partners, that is the ministry of angels. And also talk about prophetic, the role of prophetic in the end time and what prophetic is but tonight i will start to introduce you to the ministry of angels and we'll go and speak and see how angels operate you know and stir up you know the heart of god's children in area of vision and trance and revelation and then we can see to the future can i just say to you that first of all i would like to thank god the father of our lord and savior jesus christ who has given us this privilege and grace and honor to be among those that he has selected from, from many people. We are among the few that he has selected mm -hmm. to be saints, to share in the, in the hairship of his son. And I thank God, the Father, for bearing with us. Though we are depraved mortal men, however, because of the righteous blood of his son that was shed on the cross, we have been made legitimate. To become heirs of God, not just heirs of God, but join heirs with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I thank the Lord Jesus, our, our, our Savior, who, though being God, took up the very nature of man, who did not, he did not consider his being God anything to be exploited. But he came down to our level and he bore our flesh, so that he can in flesh destroy the power of sin. So that grace can be given to mortal men who cannot, because of flesh, you know, fulfill the whole laws. But the Bible says, if you fail in one law, you are failed in all the laws. And if not for the death of Jesus Christ for us on Calvary, none of us can enter heaven. We cannot even stand before the Holy One as to call ourselves His sons. But we thank God who had bought us righteousness by the blood of the Lamb of God. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who died on our behalf. And we thank Jesus for the suffering of the cross. Satan does not like to hear it, but he must hear it again and again because he was destroyed by the power of the cross. 
We thank God for the grace He has given to us, for the privilege He has given to us, uh, by, by through His suffering, to, be, to have dominion over the powers of hell, the powers of this age, and to have power over all authorities that upon the face of the earth. And we thank God, the Holy Spirit, for helping us in everything. So much more as tonight and throughout this conference. This is prophetic voice. This is prophetic voice. And your voice shall be prophetic in Jesus' holy name. Who are these people I want to talk about, introduce you to? They are called angels. The ministry of angels. You may, you may just write that down. The ministry of angels. Because everyone who attends this meeting is expected to have been a Christian and my church Christian, and then beyond that, ministers of God. I'm going to be very, very fast because we have a short time and I will keep with the time and I'll give you a lot of information which you have to work around it. And the rest of this week, we will go into detail of those information. The ministry of angels. Who are angels, by the way? The book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 14. I read the NIV in this one. It says, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? I want us to understand what the scripture is saying by this. All angels that God created, he said. So if we say all angels, this does not exclude fallen spirits. The purposes for which God created all angels, both the angels that hold their standing and the angels that are fallen, were created by God because God had you and I in his in, in deliberation. Understand that angels have been created long ago before God created mankind. And the Bible says, while God was creating mankind, he knew that man would fall. Really. While he was creating angels which predicted man creation, he knew that man will fall. And he knew that he will expiate for their sin. And he knew that, you know, some among them will be saved. So in his contemplation, when he created angels, the Bible says God created angels with the heart that they will be ministering spirit to serve. If you look at it, therefore, I can deduce from this and say, sons of God are higher than angels. Sons of God are higher than angels. Let us see together that Hebrew chapter 1. And I read some scriptures to you for understanding. Now when I read these scriptures to you, understand this. There are some of these scriptures that is addressed to Jesus Christ. Alright? So when you understand that very well, then I will take you to where you are if you are born again. In the verse 1 it says, In the past God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these days he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe, that is Jesus. Then verse 3 says, The sun is the radiance of the glory of God, of God's glory, and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful word. After He had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of God. 
Now, let me help you to understand this. I want to note that Jesus is the representation of God. That is, he is the God in manifestation, in, in physical manifestation. Visible God. That is the transcendent, invisible God made visible. And then he says also, after he had he provided purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God in the majesty. Underline that right, of, that right hand of God in, in, the, in majesty in heaven. Right hand of God. Then the Bible says, he became, so he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did, ever, did God ever say, verse 5, You are my son, today I have become father. Who is that angel that God called his son? Who is that angel that God adopted as son? No, he created them as angels. He says, or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all angels worship him. He's talking about Christ. In speaking of angels, he says, he makes his angels wind, his servants flame of fire. How many servants of God are listening to me with your hand if you are a servant of God? The Bible says you are flame of fire. You are flame of fire. One of the things that will come to you in this meeting is that God will blow your fire by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are flame of fire. Let me tell you, when those who are deep in occult, when they see Christians, do you know what they see? They see fire. So, if, if those in occult see you as fire, I don't know why a Christian should be afraid of demons. It's out of sense. Look, you are not fire because you pray very well. You are fire because God makes you fire. Listen to me. God makes his angels wind. And his servant, he makes them what? Flames of fire. If you look at the Bible, I've been talking about the son, the son, the son. Now you're not talking about his servants. He says, and the king just call it his ministers. Flame of fire. Now, put that in your mind as you go. Verse says, but about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. That is distinguish, distinguishing Christ from among his brothers. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your conscience by anointing you with the oil of gladness. Listen to this. So, if God anointed Jesus with oil of gladness and joy, or oil of joy, no wonder people who are born again have joy. Joy is different from happiness. People in the world have happiness. Happiness comes because of something that has happened. But joy comes by the Holy Spirit, not because of physical things that has happened. It is a transcendent, unseen spiritual manifestation of God's presence in human beings. Anywhere God is, there is joy. 
That's the reason why, why, why people go to hell. You cannot find joy there because God is not there. You cannot find peace there because God is not there. Because the Bible says God is the author of peace. Anybody who ends up with joy in hell cannot find mercy because God is mercy. He is not in hell. That's why anybody listening to me during this prayer must make sure I will be talking about the delusion of Satan. Don't let the devil delude you. Hell was not created for, for man. It was created for, for Satan and his angels. Are we together now? Look at what he says in verse 10. He also says in the beginning of the, in the beginning, Oh Lord, your found, your, you, you laid your foundation, the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of your hand. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will, they will be changed. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. Now, underline this, 13 to 14. To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit down at my right hand, until I make thy enemies the footstool of your feet. A footstool for your feet. Then he says in verse 14, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? I believe very much that the verse 13 and verse 14 and the whole verses from verse 1 are linked together. In it, God spoke about Jesus at his position at the right hand. And God spoke about the task of Jesus, mandate of the Son of God, which nobody has but he himself, God in the flesh, to die and pay for the redemption of mankind. However, the right hand of God, that he sits, Jesus says, I'm going to my Father to prepare a place for you, <clears throat> and when I, when I go, I will come back and take you, so that where I am, you will be. No wonder Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, we have been raised up together with Christ, and seated with him in the right hand of God, in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Listen to me. You who is born again. I who is born again. We, the day we give our life to Jesus. We are sent to the right hand of God. Mm -hmm. Just as the book of Hebrews say. That Jesus sits in the right hand of God. Now let me help you know this. Uh, or remind you this. Those of you who have known it. What is the position of right hand? It says to which of the angels said. Verse 13. That God ever says, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies footstool of your feet. Now, anybody who sits in the right hand, automatically every power submit to them. All enemies, all powers of enemies submit to them. You know, Christians have talked too much of demons, and they haven't talked enough of angels. And we have more angels in this world than demons are here. God spoken by angels more in the Bible than the time we talk about the devil or demons. And yet, Christians are filled of talking about devil, 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 to the extent that some Christians have no knowledge of God, but demon, demon, devil, devil, until they began to make what is not Satan, Satan, and what are not demons, demons, and they began to come under the spell of Lucifer. They fear. The Bible says the wicked run away no one chases. And they'll be running, fearing things that, that are nothing. They make monster of of nothing. That is being paranoid. Listen to me. You are seated in the right hand of God, Ephesians tells you that. If that be the case, therefore, you are higher than angels. When angels get to the throne of God, they cover their faces. 
They cover their faces. You will see that in the scripture. Mm-hmm. One of my encounters with the Lord went to me to heaven. When we have to be on the throne, I was saying to the throne before the Father. They don't look at that, that, that place that, you know, we sit at the right hand. They don't look at it. And it says, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who have salvation. So you are, you hear that. For the rest of my time, let me now give you more analysis. I've helped you to see that all angels, including Satan, all right, were created by God for intention, a purpose, to serve those who will inherit salvation. All right? Before the devil fell. However, in the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 7, he says, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough. He lost his place in heaven. Understand that Hebrew 1.14 predated this time. Because Hebrew 1.14 talks about when God created the angels, he created them with the intention that they will serve those who will inherit salvation. Anyway, they were all in heaven, and God created the planet, and they all celebrated. You will, you will look at that in the book of Psalms, that when, when all the morning stars sang when the earth was created. They looked at this Milky Way, and they rejoiced at the creation of our God. But when God now created all the Milky Way, the angels were rejoicing. One of the amazement was that God now created a man in his image and breathed into them, and he now put them in charge of this creation. That would be amazing to angels because angels celebrated this creation when God created it. Are we together now? So therefore, after that time, there was war in heaven. And when there was war in heaven, Satan fought and then, you know, he was not strong enough. Let me say this to you. Satan fought and he was not strong enough. Open your Bibles to that Revelations chapter 12. Let me show you a few things about, about that Revelations chapter 12 from verse 7. It says... Okay, there was one in heaven, verse 8 says, but he was not strong enough. Verse 9 says, the great dragon was hauled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hauled down to the earth and his angels with him. All right? Then if you go down to 11, verse 11, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So, if they, what did the angels use to overcome the devil? The blood of Jesus. What is overcoming? The word of God. Excuse me. <laughs> you are surrounded by the blood. You are washed by the blood. You just only have the blood. You are washed by the blood. You are cleansed by the blood. The blood is all over you. Then how dare you say Satan can overcome a Christian? Impossible. Impossible! devil wants you to believe a lie. You are higher than angels. If you read a few more scriptures about the devil, let me give you. Luke chapter 10 verse 18, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I have given you authority over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing of his by any means will harm you. That is King James Version, and I love it so much. Nothing by any means will harm you. Jesus said he saw Satan fall. Now Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12. He says, how have you fallen 
from heaven, O you Lucifer. Monster. Listen to me. And if you look at Revelation 2, 7, he said, and there was one heaven, Satan was cast out. So if Jesus said Satan was falling, Isaiah said Satan was falling, and heaven was, heaven, Revelation said he was kicked out of heaven, excuse me, he fell to the earth. Have you ever read that he stood up again? No, a fallen man is forever a fallen man. The devil is at his back. That is the reason why I love Colossians. Let me read to you very quickly the book of Colossians. It's a scripture that many of you know, but let me read it again. It says in verse 13, when you were dead, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, when you were dead in your traditions and transgressions or the circumcision of your mind, of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Jesus. He forgave us all our sins, not some of our sins, not one and remember others. All our sins. Then in verse 14 says, haven't cancelled the written code with its regulations. King James said, blotting out every handwriting of ordinances that was against us. You need to be a lawyer to understand this deeply. I've explained again and again as a law person. He says, haven't blotted, blot, blotting out handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out on the way of the way, nailing it on the cross. And like he says, having cancelled every written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. Hello. And verse 15 says, having disarmed the powers and authority, he made a spectacle of them, public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Satan doesn't want to mention the cross. Look at what King James says. And having spoiled principalities and power, he made a shoe of them, openly triumphing over them by the cross. Look, when you have problems, don't you tell me the devil anymore. Don't say that anymore. Don't let the word come out of your mouth anymore. It's a test of your faith. If a battle is done against you, don't you say devil has come again. No, God has come again. Because you change your hands for war and your fingers for battle. Sometimes if we don't have battle, we don't wake up to pray. So when there is battle, come on now. It's God, not devil. That's the reason why. The Bible says, thanks be to God. He always gives us victory. The victory has been determined. First Corinthians 15. The victory has been determined before God allowed the battle. He has said, I will not let any problem that is hard you to come against you. So what's the issue? Come on, understand God, my friend. When God is exciting himself, why should you be sad? Why should you be sad? God wants to flex his muzzle, and you are the, the one that he's pushing forward to, to show the devil that what he said about his children are true. How many times have you been despondent because of that, and you spoke and let God down? That will never happen to you anymore. David said, in battle, my heart shall be strong. Strong! You must understand this. The one you are falling with, the Bible says, is falling. And I just read it to you right now from Colossians that he has no more arms. Jesus stripped him of all arms in nailed him on the cross. He, he stripped him of all his glory. He is naked before you. You find the devil is naked person. You are fighting demons. You are fighting naked people. That's why he has given you the blood of the Lamb. He has given you the word of God. Even you, he gave you more than angels. 
Angels only had the word of God and the blood of the Lamb. God gave you the word of God. He gave you the blood of, of the Lamb. And He, God, and His Son, and the Holy Ghost are living inside you. Carry them to fight. Carry them to battle. Confront the devil, my friend. That's what the Bible says about you. Do you think anywhere you go, God is not there? He lives inside you. He clothes you with Christ. And He lives inside you. You have Holy Ghost. Beyond that, He made angels win. But He made you fire. Fire, fire, that's what you are. Go to the stubble and burn them off. Don't be afraid from today of any spirit, whether in the day or the night or midnight. You have a name that will bring light in darkness. You have a name that is above every name. You have a name that will collapse the knees of every creature. If you can call the name Jesus, everything will collapse. We collapse right before you. Haven't been given all this why should you live like a wimp? No more giving glory to the devil. But all glory must be unto he who lives forever and ever. The Alpha, the Omega. Don't worry about names of demons. Because people have all manners of names that are criticized by the books of the names of demons. You don't need it. Bible tells you the name you need to know. The rest you don't need to know them. One of them they call Apollyon. Or abaddon. Revelation chapter 9 verse 1 and 2. 11 verse, verse 11 verse 20 to 21. Another one he called Beelzebul. In Greek. Prince of demons. Or Beelzebul. The Lord of flies. Matthew 12, 22, 24. Then another one. You see the Beelzebul as well. Beelzebul. Beelzebul. The God of Ekron. He changes his faces and caps. Second Kings chapter 1 verse 2. And the battle of Sidonians, 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 31. 1 Kings 11, 33, it talks about Asherah, Chemosh, of, of Moabites, Asherah of Sidonians, Molech of Ammonites. It does not matter what they call. In my own dialect, they call him Ogrignon. It's useless. That is the, that is the uh, deity my, my mother was priestess of before, before Jesus slapped that devil I exposed his deception and my mother became a prophet of the living God. Hallelujah forevermore. Don't care about the names of the devil. Don't care about the names of demons. Don't go and read uh, books purportedly that God revealed the names of evil spirits to them. God does not. Because you have too many angels to know their names than talking about demons. God don't talk about demons. He don't, he don't talk about Satan. Jesus doesn't talk about Satan. He talks about you. He talks about, about angels. He talks about the privilege. He talks about what he has ordained you to be. Destiny that he has written concerning you. I will get there now. But let me say this to you before I close. I will carry on. Because devil is on his back. <coughs> Defeated before us. And when devil tried to attack us, he has no ammunition. Alright? Because Isaiah chapter 54 says to us that no weapon for the against us will prosper 17, and every tongue that has against us in Germany shall be condemned. Isn't it? No weapon for He can forge it, it will not happen. He can, he can send it to people in the world, he crush them, but to you, it cannot affect you. It cannot even have effect. How would he say that? Do you know something that Satan did not quit fighting you? He, does, he did not quit fighting you. <clears throat> the devil decided that that he will not quit fighting. Are you with me now? So the devil decided that 
They will not quit fighting. No wonder. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking for some, like a rolling lion, looking for someone to devour. Can I help you understand this? This is, this is the only thing the devil does. The devil will look for a weakling who is connected to you. He will manipulate their mind to turn away from the righteous instruction of God. Because he knows that the people that are around you, if they, that you are connected with, people you truly love, members, family members, and the rest of them, when they turn away from the Lord, it pains your heart. Okay? So the devil will begin to manipulate their mind, manipulate their mind until they fall away from the Lord. Okay? Intention is to strike your heart with sorrow. If you don't know how to handle it, Satan will percolate you. So whenever you see somebody who you trust and you love rise up against you, don't be angry. Don't be sad. Leave sadness to the camp of hell. What I'm saying to you may look very tough, but it is not tough under the Holy Spirit. If you can fit into the Holy Spirit, you will discover that Holy Spirit will help you. If you don't ask Holy Spirit, He will not be able to help you. You have to ask for Him to come because given the permission. He deluded people. He deceived them. He cut up his like angels of light. He will send people to come and tempt you and I. Because he cannot come by himself. Have you seen a demon appear to you before and made you do something? No. He will, he will try to speak to our heart. He can't get through. He will use people to seduce us. He will use people to abuse us. He will use people to injure us. He will use people to offend us. He will use people to see all manners of things against us. Looking for a way for us to just back. But Jesus said, the prince of this world came to me. He found nothing. 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 Join with me from today as prophetic people. Let me tell you, this world will soon collapse. It will soon finish. It will soon come to an end. If it doesn't come to an end, you and I will come to an end here and we will now start living for eternity. Choose to join your hands with the hands of the man of Galilee. If you love anything on earth more than the Lord, Satan got you. So if you don't love anything more than Jesus, if you lose anything that you have, it should not upset your heart. It should not be your problem. It should not stop your prayer life. It should not hinder your service life. It should not hinder your faithfulness. It should make your loyalty more. You came to this world alone. Understand. So if the privilege your heart before you don't have it, just say the Lord give it, the Lord take it. Look at Job. He lost his wife. He lost all his children. He lost all his money. He lost all his wealth. He lost everything, including his friends. He lost his palace. He lost his big empire. He became a pauper, <coughs> living in the in the garbage in the tombs, with affliction all over his body, and he was he had to use a, a, a clay pot. To, to scrape his body, living inside ashes. Can you imagine a person who has servants who served him? A person who, when he walks, the whole country bowed their head. He became somebody that is a scorn of this nation. And yet, he did not deny God. And yet, he did not, he, 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 in his pain, he gave God the glory. In his loss, he gave God the glory. In his tragedy, he said, the Lord gave it and the Lord took it. What has happened to you and I? We have not seen up to that. Why are we angry? Why are we having headaches? 
Come on now. Understand what you met in the world. You did not come with it. So, if you take, if it's taken away from you, don't just say Satan. The Lord take it. The Lord gave it. The Lord took it. Let your focus be on Jesus. Because Satan can do nothing to you than just to deceive and just to begin to continue to, 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 to stir up people around you. Come on now. I made up my mind not to be moved by anything. Anything. Not just now. I made up my mind for when I was a young kid. When my eyes saw Jesus, I discovered that nothing matter but Jesus. Therefore, anything I have and I'm deprived of cannot change my behavior. It cannot change my lifestyle. It cannot, I cannot sit down and have headache which I will be guilty of before the Lord. I cannot provoke myself to have high blood pressure. And the Lord asked me, where did you get this from? Did you, it's not part of the gift of the Spirit. So what's he doing in your body? And it's because I was thinking of what I should not think. Jesus appeared away one day and told me, and said to me that, don't think about what you cannot solve. He said, leave that for me. He said, anytime you are thinking about problems you cannot solve, you are playing God. Leave your God unseen to deal with the unseen things. Celebrate and rejoice in the provision he had given and the sovereign provision that he had blessed you with in the heavenly realm so that you can bring heaven down upon your life and yourself. Your life is worth a living more than all the troubles and sorrow that the devil is going to give you. That's why, like Peter said, be self-controlled. Don't let anything push you into sin. Don't, you can never tell God that it is this reason why I went to sin. You can never be justified before Him. Because if you know a sinner, He did it, it is wrong before God. Of course, you, you suffer consequences when you do things like that. But we don't have to suffer anymore. We have suffered enough. Let's stay away from the things that make us suffer. Let's decide not to fall, not to de- deliberately enter into the trap of Satan. We know God and we know what His righteous command is. He said, Standing firm in faith because you know that your brothers throughout the whole world undergoing the same suffering. Look, I'm going to stop here today because our time is gone. But when next I come to, to share with you, I'll be talking about, you know, uh, some other manifestations of, of angels. We'll be looking at your ministry spirit and I'll teach you how you can activate your ministry spirit. I mean that you can allow your ministry spirit to work when I say activating because those. Those uh, ministry spirit angels that God has given to us, they, they have things, characters, behaviors, and way of, of life that we allow, allow them to work. And they have other things that we do that always hinder them. And whenever we hinder them, they are very much unhappy. Very, very much unhappy. Those angels have power. One of the angels, I always say ministry spirit, he, he can point a finger or demons will vanish instantly. They have such power. They carry the option of the most high. Because of you. They, and I will let you know what they are for, so that you can work in cooperation with them. I will talk about, uh, I've talked about your, your position, and I will talk about the angels and ministry, your, the angels and your calling. I will talk about the types of angels, you know, which are reflected in the Bible. And, of course, I'll share with you my personal experience with them. I will look into various areas of ministry that angels operate, like healing, bringing prosperity to pass, or bringing prophecy to pass, you know, orchestrating uh, your steps into, into, into uh, promotion, into prosperity, supernatural provision, I call that direction, into, into God's ordained destiny, how angels work together with the Holy Spirit to get you into destiny, and the things you need to do 
that this will become easy for you. Pronounce how they pronounce God's judgment sometimes upon city like this plague that you have. We had all over the world. It's an angel who was responsible for it. God sent an angel and all this stuff just went haywire. You know, I will look at how angels give direction, specific information and direction protection, you know, and warfare, how you can operate with them in warfare and prayers. And I think we will finish all this before my session will finish. But I want to pray with us. I want us to bow our heads now and pray. You pray for yourself. That Lord, the word you have spoken today, open my heart. Let them remain. Let them percolate my spirit. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, that the prayer, the word that I received today, let it transform me, O oh God. Let it transform me, Lord Jesus. Tell the Lord, let the word transform me. Let my life be totally changed by the word. <clears throat> Father, tell the Lord to destroy everything. The devil has planted in your soul. Pray and say, God, send your fire into my mind. Send your fire into my heart. Send your fire into my soul. Send your fire into my spirit. And destroy everything the devil has placed within me. Oh, sovereign Lord, I pray thee. Father, Lord, lose us. Tell the Lord The hand of God is upon you as you are praying Remember the angels of God have been positioned to you before this meeting started As you are praying with your heart you enter into prophetic As you are praying with your heart you enter into prophetic Visions are being given right now Right now You are fire, fire It's Makes his servant flame of fire. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. Oh, sovereign Lord. Oh, Oh, Father, we pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. You know, this year, an angel appeared to me. I think it was in the month of February or March. And the angel told me, he said, the church of God, have underutilized God the Holy Spirit so much. And it says, go and tell the Lord's people on earth that if you pray to God the Holy Spirit, always to send his fire into your soul, into your heart, into your mind, into your spirit. And destroy everything the devil has coded. You know, the coding of the devil is one I'm teaching your brethren in New Cross uh, in the, uh, London now. When talking about love towards God. And I started talking about, Jesus said you must love, love the Lord of God with all your heart, your mind, your spirit, and your soul. And I showed them how these four parts of us operate in our love for one another. And so, how God expects that those four parts of us will operate in love for God. Because he said, after loving God with all this, then love your neighbor as yourself. And I helped us to understand 
How Satan therefore attack our mind so that he can access our hearts. When Satan rules your heart, he weakens your soulish man so that your soul becomes a slave of sin, a slave of addiction, a slave of what the devil has saturated in your mind because they are now in your heart as and so I understand when the angel said, "Pray that God should, that God, the Holy Spirit, should send His fire to your mind, to your, your heart, to your soul, to your spirit." I understand what he said. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The Bible says, "As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he." God, we are going to pray together. Father, God, the Holy Spirit, send your fire into my spirit. Send your fire into my mind. Send your fire into my soul. Send your fire into my heart. Anything the devil has quoted in my body, send your fire. Destroy them, Lord. Destroy them, Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, oh God, the Holy Spirit, I pray thee, send your fire to my mind. Send your fire to my soul. Send your fire to my spirit. Send your fire to my body. Anything the devil has called in me, destroy by your fire. Holy Ghost fire, destroy them. Holy Ghost fire, destroy them. Send your fire to my family. Anything the devil has called in my children, in my marriage, Holy Ghost fire, destroy. Holy Ghost fire, destroy. Send your fire to my churches. Anything the devil has called in anyone in my church, Holy Ghost fire, destroy. Holy Ghost fire, destroy. Holy Ghost fire, destroy. Pray for your brothers, your loved ones, your parents. Pray for them. Anything the devil has planted in our family as sickness, as disruption, whatever it may be. Holy Ghost fire attack. Holy Ghost fire attack. Set the captives free. Set the captives free. Defend your house, oh God. Defend your house, oh God. From marooning forces and the spirit that take man to captivity. Bring the whole Bring forth your healing that your name be glorified. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying with us here. Sovereign Lord, I thank you. Stretch your hands before the Lord. Father, I bless you for your people. You have said it, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Right where you are now, I speak, not I, from the lofty hill of the Father, I speak into your life. Everything the devil has built around you, within you, I ask God, the Holy Spirit, release your fire. Destroy in the name of Amen. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Let the heart of your people rejoice in you. Amen. Let the destiny you have coded them be fulfilled. Amen. Empower their ministry spirit tonight, oh God. Amen. Let some of them see their ministry spirit on their dream. Amen. Let them see. Let them see these angels. Let them see these angels, Lord. Let them see these angels. Angel of ministry. Receive sight and see them. Receive sight and see them. Receive ability and see them. Receive grace and talk with them. In the name of Jesus Christ, of God. Walk in cooperation with them. Your spiritual body and mind. Walk in cooperation with the Holy Ghost. This is the first day of God. From today, our dreams change. Amen. 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 Father, I bless your holy name. I thank you because you have done so. I read this blessing unto you because the Lord told me to do time to his children. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. The God of Jacob protects you. Amen. May he send you help from his sanctuary from above. Amen. And grant you support from his Zion. Amen. 
May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings from you. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your prayers succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious and will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. May the God of better Reveal himself to you Amen. in these last few days of the month of revelation. Amen. Amen. May your ears be open to hear his voice. Amen. Your eyes be open to see into the realm of his spirit. Amen. May God matter with his holy angels in your life and demons and devils. Amen. May Satan not have record in your lips. Amen. May your mouth declare the sovereignty, the glory, the power. Mercy, grace Amen. of the sovereign God. Amen. May the Lord connect your soul with the mind of Christ in you. Amen. So that in everything at all times, in every day, Jesus shall be glorified in you. Amen. Not Satan any longer. Amen. Jesus shall be on your lips. Not Satan any longer. Amen. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost shall be in your mouth. Not what the devil or demons shall be any longer. Amen. That you may see to the agenda of God in this end time. Thank you, Father God. You've done it. Anyone under my voice that was sick, you are discharged. Anyone that was said to be bothered, you are fruitful. Anyone that Satan has stolen anything from your life, I alert the devil and I command him to restore back sevenfold. Within these four days, before we get to the end of July, you will sing for joy. Amen. You will be victorious in every battle. Amen. You will have testimonies of wonder. Amen. So shall it be unto you. Amen. And so it is. Amen. I decree from the Lord to heal. Please In the name of the Lord of hosts. In the name of Him that lives forever and ever. As God has ordained, your life shall be. Your ministry shall be. Your family shall be. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father, because it's done. As we ask in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me see your faces. Amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Amen. Yes. You turn to someone in your house and tell them I love you. I happen to have my wife here with me. My son is here. I love you, boy. Say to someone around you, I love you. Listen to all the prayers that I've been praying and practice them. Please, those of you on YouTube, click that hand that say you like it so that the YouTube people can be happy with us and we can continue with them. All right, I want to congratulate every one of you tonight. Let me say to us that this is convention time. It's not one hour service, it is two hour service. We want to give the Holy Spirit the maximum time. If we close before two hours, good. If we don't, seven to nine is our evening meeting. And ten to one for our, our morning service, one on the dot we close because we are having just teaching right through and question in the area of what we are teaching. But I'm sure that you have been mightily blessed today. Take the prayer points of today, keep on praying it. Remember what the angel said. Ask God the Holy Spirit to send fire into your mind, into your soul, into your body, into your spirit, into your heart. 
and destroy everything the devil has coded because it's Satan that attacked those areas either by whispering into our, to those entities or by using people to affect our reason and thinking so that he can now have access. Satan will not suffer you for life. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying.